If you're looking for trouble, you found it. You're in the baddest biker bar in the investment world, the Danger Zone. Yes, welcome to the Danger Zone on Money Life, where we get the latest take from the crew at New Constructs, where they evaluate securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. And they do it bringing together a mix of discounted cash flow analysis and forensic accounting, digging in at the footnotes level, working their way up, and finding out what the true picture of a company's status is. If it would work in your favor, that would make something attractive. If it works against you, it's dangerous. Learn more at newconstructs.com. David Trainer is founder and president at New Constructs. David, great to have you back on Money Life. It is great to be back, Chuck. David, who's in the danger zone this week? We work. We work, and it's not the usual danger, danger sounder. No, no, no. We work because here we are staring down Thanksgiving. In fact, this will be our last danger zone until after the holiday. And we work is this week's turkey. Now, I know we also have an update on another danger zone stock that we want to get to, but we work again. Explain why. Well, you know what? This is the danger zone, Chuck, that we were, you know, right as rain about. This is a stock that went to zero. We warned about it before its initial IPO. That IPO failed. It still ended up going public in a SPAC that gave it around a $9 billion valuation. And we said it could go to zero. And guess what? It did. And, you know, you never know when these things are going to happen. But when the economics are as upside down as they are, the valuation is upside down as it was, it's just proof in the pudding that danger zone stocks have real risk. And in this case, this is just a, a victory lap to say, listen, you know, we, we warned folks about WeWork and it went to zero. One of the big things in the WeWork story, especially for you and the things that you were talking about, was about SoftBank, which was really the big pre-IPO investor at WeWork, et cetera. And they're going to take it on the chin here, or they have taken it on the chin here. I'm just curious, like, does this fall out? in any way, shape, or form, make them soft enough that SoftBank is something you're looking at for the danger zone? You know, they've got so much money. I don't I don't know. You know, we don't know. Yeah, I think for sure they've made a lot of bad investments. And it's something that you wonder, how long can they get away with that? We don't cover SoftBank. I don't have a good answer in terms of what the economics of that look like. But I, I'm with you. I mean, for how long can this company or, you know, for any financial firm for that matter, right? I think that's why okay. people are looking a little sideways at banks. A lot of bad investments were made in this period of ultra low interest rate policy and excess liquidity. We've been saying it for a long time. And we believe that WeWork is a canary in the coal mine here, that the chickens are coming home to roost. It's three bird analogies in one session here, Chuck. Turkeys, canaries, and chickens. <laughs> uh, but you know, you hear what I'm saying, right? Like, Hey, this is a sign that these big firms, backed by big firms, can fail because they're bad businesses. They are not immune to the laws of economics. In fact, SoftBank kind of proves this point that there's your big giant company. They can afford to take this risk. They can invest in a company that it didn't take long for you and then some others to go, this is really bad. Not just a little bad. This is horrible. This is indeed a turkey. But. For SoftBank, they could kind of not heed those warnings because, hey, if you got enough cash, you risk a little, you lose a little, you make a little on something else, and it all works out, right? That's a little different from you and me. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is part of why we write what we write and why we wrote in August of 2019 that WeWork was the most ridiculous IPO of 2019. And it was simply a ploy to take advantage of unsuspecting retail investors. And that's the problem. And with so many of these IPOs and so many of the stocks in the danger zone and on the zombie stock list is that these are ploys to dupe individual investors for the most part. Because the IPO is the final sort of resting place for these bad businesses. It's the final sell-off. That's when the banks and the private equity guys, they sell it off to the public and count their money. The risk is gone, right? I mean, the other thing that can be, to remember here, you, remember, you know how much they tried to sell WeWork for when they first took it to market for its IPO? It was like $20 billion, right? $47 billion. Wow. And, and soon after the initial IPO failed, SoftBank writes it down on its own books to, un, to $3 billion, right? So like within the space of a few months, hey, I'll sell it to you for $47, but I only think it's worth $3 billion. And if that's not an example of how willing Wall Street is to dupe investors, rip investors off, I don't know what is. Let's move to something else. You know, last week on the Danger Zone, we were updating some zombie stocks that have come off the zombie stock list. We want to give a little update about a zombie stock that is still on the zombie stock list that has been a stellar outperformer as a short, that being Sunrun, which is ticker symbol R-U-N. What's going on there? Because it didn't come off the zombie stock list. It's obviously still in danger. Yeah, you know, look, we've had the zombie stock list out for a while, so we want to do updates where it makes sense on some of these holdings. And yeah, Sunrun has seen a huge run-up in revenue growth, but they've lost market share and they've lost a lot of money, burning a lot of cash. Chuck, we show one month of cash available as of the end of October, given the current burn rate. So this could be the next we work. Right? Because what happens with WeWork is, look, the party's going on as long as the investors are still willing to write checks to fund the burn. And at some point, they're like, you know what? I'm not writing that check anymore. And when that happens, they got to declare bankruptcy. And it's not like it's an overnight decision. Oh, they just wake up one day and forget to write, you know, decide not to write checks. There's plenty of negotiations going on and plenty of people reading research like ours and saying, oh my gosh, why are we going to put money into this thing if it just keeps burning cash and, and its margins are getting worse and its competitive position is weakening? It's not exactly an overnight decision or a hard decision sometimes. It's just, it's hard to tell exactly when they come to their senses. But we, we work, we think, again, the canary in the coal mine that more of the chickens are coming home to roost around Thanksgiving means that maybe, maybe the chickens will come home to roost for Sunrun's debt investors too. And they'll say, you know what, we're tired of writing checks. Again, we just saw with WeWork how that can play out at the worst, and it looks like we might see that again from Sunrun. David, thanks as always for joining us. Have a great holiday. We'll talk to you in December where we maybe look at some bouquets and some, some gifts and some coal or something along those lines from Danger Zone Picks. But happy holidays. Talk to you again soon. Thank you, Chuck. That is David Trainer, and again, his turkey today... We work and then Sunrun as well. The Danger Zone picks. David is the president and founder at New Constructs. Learn more at newconstructs.com and on Twitter at New Constructs. David's on Twitter too. He is at the Real D Train 37. And we are heading for home on the Monday, November 13th edition of Money Life. Up next, Ed Clissold, Chief U.S. Strategist at Ned Davis Research. So the market talk comes back. You don't want to miss it, so don't 
This is Money Life. Oh, wow. This is actually pretty dangerous. 